Radio and welcome to the rewrap for Monday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB and a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB. And uh, this morning, oh, Brexit. Haven't they sorted this yet? Uh, the changes to workplace law as seen through the eyes of uh, Mike Hosking's hairdresser. And uh, remember the top party? No, nobody does. That's why they've called it a day. Uh, but before any of that, uh, will Facebook re- ever really change anything? Will it be enough for us? Once again, we need to be reminded this issue is not new. And just because we're currently fixated with it doesn't mean others haven't been for years. I mean, the British Parliament last year, they were holding committees and investigations into this very issue post their various terror attacks. They wanted Zuckerberg, no less, in front of them to answer the very questions we're currently debating. He didn't come. And in that is all you need to know about Facebook's real intentions. There's a complicated mix at work here, if you think about it. We've got a genuine belief around the freedom of speech that underpinned basically the formation of the company. Who's the arbiter, if we go down the rules track? The technical aspects of what is being asked and the cost of actually trying to achieve that. And there is, of course, too, a level of arrogance, I suspect. Many a corporate feels disconnected enough from the real world to think that they're not really all that accountable. And size feeds that. Facebook, of course, is massive. And if they weren't going to front up in Britain, they're certainly not going to be falling over themselves to come see us. But if I have some sympathy for the tech giants, it's in this. Do we honestly know what we're asking for? I mean, specifically, does any one of us understand just exactly what is required to rid these platforms of this so-called hate? And given the answer's no, asking's easy, doing isn't. Doesn't mean they can't or they won't or, you know, they can't give it a crack, but we demand these changes with the naivety of a person who has little or no knowledge of just what is required, and that's before you get to the legals. The sort of legals that Scott Morrison's banging on about at the moment. He raged about the video being up for 69 minutes indicating that 69 minutes was absurd. So what's not absurd then, Scott? 23, 18, 41? And who's to say? And under what jurisdiction are we suing? I mean, whose law? Who's court? See, these platforms are global. Courts aren't. So in times of strife, we want tangibles. That is why the gun law reforms will achieve little but assuage many. And that's why Facebook and company have got away so long with doing not a lot. The anger is intense until something comes along to replace it. Facebook know this because they've... Seen it all before. Doesn't make it right or laudable, but it's indisputably the truth. Ask yourself this. As a result of the the upset and the disgust and the anger, how many of you have given up Facebook, eh? Seriously, how many of you have given it up? How many advertisers have actually walked as opposed to writing open letters? You see, in a world of a lot of talk and not a lot of action, that's why a letter from the COO, along with a few tentative steps towards appeasement, Tends to be enough. Don't understand why people don't just use Facebook the same way I do, with complete disdain and reluctantly. Uh, anyway, that's sort of the same attitude I have towards Brexit now as well, to be honest. None of this has anything to do with what the people wanted. Of course, the people wanted out. That's why tens of thousands of them were on the streets of London over the weekend, feeling betrayed as the May deal went down for the third time. The trouble with elections, of course, is that those who call them tend to get punished. May certainly did last time, and last time was only a couple of years ago, and that's the great risk. Having called it once, and having got spanked, and in a country with a five-year term, to go twice within those five years looks awfully Italian. But are these not the most extraordinary of times? Does May not have the ultimate argument? You voted out, I want out. I am one of the few who have been consistent, all things being equal, there's got to be some sort of appeal to that. Trouble, though, is it's not all of her party that have behaved as honourably as her, and there is polling that shows both Labour and the Tories would be hit. And if neither of them could muster a majority, we are left basically where we are now, in a massive 
never-before-seen mess. I'd personally take the gamble, given I think the majority of Britain feel betrayed by all of this. What's the point of democracy if you're ignored? My bet, and I think May's bet, is that there are more Brits who would vote again to leave than there were last time. That if she called an election on Brexit, Brexit, i.e. an exit, would be a win. The fact they run an FPP system makes it slightly more complicated. The majority vote isn't necessarily the winner. The winner is to be found in those swing seats, the marginal seats, but they'll have the numbers and indications on those and whether it's worth the punt. But if not, then what? They've exhausted all avenues except the last one, no deal. And yes, they voted to take a no deal off the table, but that was merely indicative. They've currently got until April 12, basically days away. If they've literally tried everything, then what's wrong with no deal? What was ever wrong with the no deal? If you look at reality versus fear-mongering, the British economy's held up brilliantly in the past two years. All the calamity never happened, and nor will it, on a no deal. Yes, there'll be alarmists and headlines, but big picture, it'll all work out well in the end. So no deal or an election? I'd be happy with either, because the alternative is in the hands of the inept, and who ever voted for that? I, this has turned into one of those stories that I just really, 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 really want to be over now. Because it's actually causing me physical pain every time I hear the word Brexit. Ah, just did it to myself. Uh, now, uh, a host of uh, changes to the employment law comes in comes in today. Um, what does Mike's hairdresser think about it? Other changes coming in today. Of course, you get uh, potentially some leave if you're a victim of domestic violence. There's the uh, the pay-as-you-go filing. I was talking to my hairdresser about that the other day, and he's a, he's a small business person, and he's got the MYOB on board, and he's um, and I, we were talking about the actually it was funny. Well, I said you got new people in here today, and he goes these 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 millennials, they think they they come in here with their blow waves and their their pink tints, and they think they can do everything, and then they leave five minutes later, and it's 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 a nightmare being a small businessman, and that's why I'm so anti the the capital gains tax, because I look at my hairdresser and all the energy and the effort he's put into his business over the last 20 years, started it from scratch, started from nothing, and has built it up over 20 years, and he deserves one day, if and when he ever sells it, to uh, take that, because he, he won't have paid himself properly, and he'll have worked all hours God sends, and then he's got his file-as-you-go pay rules that come in this week, and he doesn't have a clue whether it's going to work, and he's got the MYOB on board, and he just doesn't know what's going on. I probably oversell that slightly. I'm, I'm sure he's very efficient. And I feel like you are quoting your hairdresser more and more on the show. I well, wonder if really he should be a regular correspondent. If we can't be. get Steve Price again, Good maybe point. we should just get him out. We'll get Greg the hairdresser on because we're the same age and we're going through the same stages of life together. And you obviously share a complete misunderstanding on what's appropriate <laughs> in terms of hairstyles. Yes, he did. Well, no, he just he, he's, he's a smart businessman. He gives the customer what they want because the customer's always right. Yeah, we actually spent a surprising amount of time talking about Mike's hairdresser and what he thinks about things this morning. Uh, we've considered getting him a regular spot on the show. Uh, yeah, he, he, here's a bit more. <laughs> uh, to once again quote my hairdresser, he said, and, and you know what the hairdressers are like, he's a, he's a modern trendy lib. And he goes, I never used to like the 90-day trial. I didn't, in theory, think it was a good idea. This is what he was telling me just a week and a half ago. I was down there. I just had the shampoo, and he was just just, just doing the layered cut, as is his want. And he did, said... Did, did he ever, just, just as, as a little aside, did he ever put his hand on your shoulders and just inhale did, a little he's bit? He's never put his hands on my shoulders and inhaled my hair, no. Nor indeed Give you a little me kiss. on my way, no. But he said, in theory, I was never supportive of it until I had to use it. And he's only used it once in his 20 years of business. Not that it's been around that long, but, in his, but he made a mistake on one recruitment and he had to use it. And he was grateful for the ability to use it. And if he hadn't had it, 
he would still be lumbered with a person he shouldn't have hired in the first place. And so that's your classic theory versus reality, isn't it? I do I wonder how much uh, the, his hairdresser charges for a full Biden. Or maybe you can just get the shoulder rub or just the kiss on the head or just the hair sniff or a combination of the three. Anyway, um, Gareth Morgan probably doesn't have a need of a hairdresser. Top are done for, I think. Gareth Morgan quits over the weekend. So what did Gareth Morgan bring to the top party, the Opportunities Party? One, name. Name association's critical. If you're getting a party off the ground, you need name association. People need to identify with who you are, what you're about. And he did that. Didn't do it very well because he's a cantankerous person who got up everybody's nose at the end of the day. But at least he had the name recognition to start with. And probably more importantly, he brought money. $2 million worth, but he's quit now. And he quit because apparently they had a bit of a scrap over $50,000 in a donation and they couldn't work out what to do with it. So he said, don't worry about it, I'm gone. I told him to quit ages ago. I said, after the last election, you were going nowhere. You weren't going to get 5%. What he should have done is pick an electorate, run in the electorate, use his name in the electorate to win a seat. He may well have come close, potentially, depending on where he stood, to winning a seat, and he might well be in Parliament now. But because he didn't do that, he went for the 5%, was never going to get the 5%, and when he didn't get the 5%, I said, walk away. So it's taken him all this time to take my advice, but at least he's gone. But sadly, with the name and the money goes the party. In a system, you would argue, we need more minor players... We've got one less. Is that how the announcement went? I've decided to take Mike Hosking's advice and walk away? Well, you would have heard worse. Actually, it sounds like maybe he has been to uh, Mike's hairdresser after all. Um, There's still a bit there, I suppose, you could try and do something with. Anyway, uh, that was the rewrap for Monday. Uh, We'll see you back here with more great tips from Mike's hairdresser tomorrow. (laughs) 